Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar Podcast. As always, this is brought to you by the lovely coaches and clients of RT Fitness Durham, Sunland, and the Barbell Club. On today's episode, we've got Coach Josh, Sarah, and Luke all together discussing what makes an ideal client and the people who we all like to work with. Hit the subscribe button below, leave us some comments on this one, share with your mates, and enjoy the show. Ideal people you like to work with. Are you on camera here? And why? Start this. Just start. <laughs> the people I like to work with and why? Yeah. See, this would have been a good one for him to actually let us think about. Yeah, probably. Yeah? Maybe. You must have struggled with what you've for. I don't know. I don't know. There's mics everywhere. It's like paparazzi. Well, the mic choice I don't know, to be honest. It all depends on the drive. It's a drive base. Yeah. If it doesn't matter what the goal is, as long as they're willing to put in some fucking work, then I'm happy. Do you not find that that's the problem, though? Like a lot of people want things. The music's still on in the background, by the way. Quite loud. Sorry. <laughs> 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 fucking amateurs. <laughs> but no, I think that's the problem. A lot of people want a certain result but they don't realise the work that they have to put in until they start doing it, and then it's like, oh, fuck. Like, do you not think, you especially, Lou, people will look at your pictures now and go, I want to look like that, yes, sign me up. Yeah, they don't understand the work. And then they'll start doing some of it, and they think, fucking hell, and you're like, no, I do double that amount of work. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. I mean, we live in the age of the now, don't we? Like, mm. everything want, everybody wants everything now. Like... You don't want work, you want, mm -hmm. you've got everything to get. You want it yesterday. Yeah, you want it yesterday. Like, I can order an Amazon parcel and be home by, by the time I get in. That's fucking scary how quick you know Amazon I mean? work, and it really. Like, I, well, they're like, oh, I've got three weeks before I go to Marbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get, need to get, get shredded. <laughs> it's mad. I don't think anyone practices delayed gratification anymore. No. Everyone no, wants it now but they don't realise that delayed gratification, it's so much better. Yeah. Well, that's, like, human instinct, that, though. That's evolutionary. You want the, the fruit it's off the tree. It's the modern world as well, isn't it? You don't want the meat of the deer that's far away and you've got to chase for. You want the easy stuff that's, like, in your brain, wired in. Mm. Like, so you've got to actually consciously think it a lot of the time to get that delayed gratification, though. Mm. It's the modern world as well. Yeah. Like, you can go to the shop, buy whatever you want, scran it, and go back and buy more if you really wanted to. Yeah. It's just the way we're wired now. You don't even need to go to the shop. Yeah. Just get it ordered, delivered in. Like. It's scarier. Home delivery shit, innit? It's <laughs> <laughs> proper. <laughs> like, people that can't be asked to drive to Tesco's to buy food. And they wonder why they're fucking overweight. <laughs> it's like, I must admit, I probably was one of those people that would drive to the shop. I've never had a weight problem, though. Well, not one that I would consider a serious weight problem. A little bit, a little bit of chub, but now 
but I'm, I'm not a pig <laughs> with me food. But now I do try and make a conscious effort to walk more places. So you think, the thing is, I am a pig, and I have lived that life. <laughs> I am, 100%. I'm a gluttonous pig, and I will. Like, if I'm at a buffet, I'll try everything. We talked about this the other day, don't we? But I'll try everything. I'll have a bit of everything. I'll, I'll eat till I'm about to burst. Like, that's sort of how I am, and I do get that. And now you've got to be active and conscious about walking more. And, like, Is that what you did in America? Basically, yeah. basically everything. Yeah. So, did you go Cheesecake Factory? No, I didn't go to Cheesecake <laughs> Factory, no, no. But to be fair, we probably only had like two big meals a day. And then... Yeah, but you, you didn't have a car, so you mean yeah, walking all over the place. Like, so. What was that seminar we were listening to yesterday? The mindset one, because Josh has just done something that he mentioned on that. It was like a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Yeah, I did that in class yesterday. Did you? Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> oh, thingsies. Um, <laughs> but no, he was talking about how people will often stay in the fixed mindset of I am this. I, I have to eat all that because it's just who I am. You've literally just done that. It's who I am. But you know better. You should know better know than better. that. But I logically control it. Mm-hmm. by actively thinking, right, I'm just not going to be a pig. Mm-hmm. Like, tell myself mm-hmm. that's what I do, try and grow and all that sort of stuff. But, like, I have been in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Do you think most people are predisposed to fixed? To possibly. It's probably... Because like, growth is quite hard yeah. to grasp. It doesn't matter what you apply to, is it? No. Like, quite possibly, yeah. If you're just born and you're like, I'm just going to be a lazy cunt. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's like, Jake, you just your face that you pulled there. No, I'm not calling Jake a lazy cunt. But no, like Ross always says, he was like always a proper dumpling as a baby. And he just, you'd sit him in front of the telly and he wouldn't move. And he'd just be like, <gasps> and he's like, he's kind of, kind of like that now, isn't he? <laughs> I think it's probably the same as our else. It's probably part genetics but also what your parents did, how you were talked to as a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's that sort of factor in there as well. It depends what you did as a kid as well. Yeah. Kids now don't do anything. It's the same thing. Sit on the Xbox, get the dopamine here. Lazy bass. I used to climb trees and <laughs> rob milk and shit. <laughs> rob milk. Yeah. <laughs> Like stewing all night here and just rub milkman's milk on the morning. You never done that. Were they still doing milk rounds when you were oh, a kid? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We just used to rub them. Just some other day. You fires. used to do that as well, didn't you? Yep. Orange juice was the best. And some other orange juice too. <laughs> <laughs> the like shite. Jackpot. Imagine that now. Like you've got your milk. You've got it ordered. You're ready to put your cereal out, and some kids nicked your milk. Yep. Like how, how annoyed would you be right now? So like, I used to get eggs as well. Absolute belter. I went home, made scrambled eggs and that. <laughs> See, I, I, I thought you were going to say you just went and egg people. Do that. Please, not an absolute. <laughs> not an absolute, though. That's mental, lad. We've been getting stuff delivered to our houses for how many years? Just, just literally to go back to the fact that Amazon delivers something straight away. Yeah. And you can order food straight away. The milkman's been doing the service
and milk and orange juice for years and years and years. When do you think that started? They did it horse and cart, so... Hmm. Long time. Right. So it's kind of just gradually been... North East is like 50 years. Getting more <laughs> and more way. and more. Last week where I live, so... <laughs> so who do you like coaching? Oh, your, sorry, your ideal client. Ideal client. See, I like coaching general pop people that just kind of want to train. They aren't aspiring for, like, absolute greatness. They're not trying to be elite or anything. They just want to be healthier, move better, and set themselves up for the rest of their lives sort of thing, rather than sort of trying to be the absolute pinnacle mm -hmm. of what they can be. Just be a little bit better in your health so that everything else flows a bit easily. So uh, you wouldn't want to coach Luke then? No. No, I don't think me and Luke would, would gel well as... I wouldn't want to no. coach Luke neither, he's a miserable fuck. Not in the minute. I'm alright in the minute. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I can coach you through two and a half hours of cardio or whatever you're doing. Oh, two hours at the minute. That just sounds grim. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I thought I was going to pass out when I come in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I just ran that rice because I was dying. Oh. You want a coffee? Nah, I'm yeah. like. <laughs> 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 I had copious amounts of coffee this morning. Mad. I think I'd prefer. Well, you not prefer. I like working with anyone. I like yeah. working with pretty much anybody. I don't think I've got an ideal client. And you always like, well, I keep on saying you, like people know who I'm talking to. Ross always says I'm not allowed favourites. So how can I have an ideal client? Because yeah. I naturally... If you only have one ideal client, what would it be? What would it look like? What would their goals be? I think I'm quite similar. I'm on the same page as Josh. To be fair, like more general population, just wanting to better themselves. I like helping people. That's the thing. I like helping people. So when people are struggling with something, I like to help them. And I think often people will start and it's not, I've got a goal because I want to lose two stone. It's, no, I want to actually be able to have sex with my husband again because at the minute I don't because I'm mortified with how I look. Or I want to get fitter and I want to lose weight because I want to have kids and I can't have kids and I need to have IVF to have kids, but they've told us I need to lose weight first. Like I want to help those people. It's, I know it sounds like far end, but if you actually listen to the stories of most of the people who we've ever coached, a lot of them have got quite deep-rooted reasons for wanting to train. It's not just, I want to be healthier, and I want to be a bit fitter. There's always a deeper reason at the end of the day. Like, there always is. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I like it when people open up about the real reason they want to train. Not because I like hearing, like, doom and gloom like really sad stories but because actually then it makes it easier to help them yeah. or give them a reality check because right. reality checks are needed sometimes aren't they yeah. <laughs> and you obviously get more of that than we do in with the gym itself obviously you're doing the sales calls and all the stuff yeah. that you do yeah you get everyone's you sob get. stories don't you more than we get. Sub stories. Like, I, don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean it like that, but like, because like, I just meet them in the gym and don't know anything other than their injuries. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't speak to them outside of here. Mm -hmm. 
until I've known them for a bit. But you yeah. hear that background. Yeah. That's a bad, That's a better word. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I am starting to feed more of that across because I think it's important that you kind of know. But obviously some of it's quite, some of it can be quite personal and it's like, wait, it's getting that balance right with obviously where I coach the nutrition side of things, I can go into it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously, you, and it's one to one for you Yeah. in that sense. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in a group of six or 20 or whatever, getting really deep and personal. Yeah. It, with everyone. It's oh like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen. You don't want, I mean, unless you're part of the nine o'clock session and then there's no holes yeah, barred. No. <laughs> Absolute filth. <laughs> Luke. Yeah? You've gone quiet. <laughs> it's his turn now. I know, yeah, what's your... Like, wait, because he's already, already said, said it. it right he, at the beginning. He'd like the coach, like... Just people that are ready. I don't care what the goal is. Just willing to do it. That's all it is. But how do you know when people are ready? How do people know when they're ready? <coughs> it, you can normally get a vibe from them if they're messing about in the messages and they don't really know what they want or have no goal. You kind of have to suggest the goal. You know they're not going to do it. But some people don't like I don't know. They'll come at you with like something like, oh, I want to shape up or lose a bit of weight. Like it's always summer mm -hmm. by this time. And it's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do, yeah. This is what you need to do. Here's the plan. Go. If you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas if they like come at you and they're like, well, I don't really know. I don't know if I like weights. I don't know if I want to do cardio. That's the kind of ones where I'd steer away. Right. Purely because I know they ain't going to follow it. I mean, I can take them through one-to-ones, but that would be a different kind of yeah. client, if you know what I mean. What do you see one-to-ones as different to coaching clients? Yeah. Do you feel that there's a separation of the two completely? A lot of the online ones I do tend to be self-motivated from the beginning. Wait, do you not think that's the crack anyway? Anyone who yeah. does online coaching wants I mean. online coaching is motivated. And the one-to-ones tend to not know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. That's why they get the one-to-ones, they get more support. So it's like kind of, they kind of separate themselves, really. Mm. If yeah. you get what I mean. Yeah, because I feel if you're signing up for online coaching, you're already, you probably already have a base of training. You're already sort of at the point where Right, I want to do this and get there. You just need a plan. Like, you just need a plan and someone to kick your ass when you're not doing it. Yeah. I think that's the nature of online coaching, isn't it? But in general, just anyone with a decent goal. What do you constitute as a decent goal, though? Normally sport-related. I find that more interesting. Right. Doesn't matter what it is. Could be rugby boxing. I've done a few of different ones. Would you choose that over like physique? That's Come. the world I live in, so it kind of just feeds into it. But I wouldn't mind. I'd take on. I've took on boxers and that before. Mm -hmm. Just depends who comes at you. 
who you, sees the things. Yeah. <laughs> do you find that with doing all of your bodybuilding stuff, and your physique, do you get a certain type of person messaging you for coaching? Not really, in no. there. It's a mix. It tends to be quite random. So you don't just get like aspiring bodybuilders? No, I don't even have, I don't think I've got any of them on. I don't coach them. I don't do comp preps. I just do weight loss, muscle gains. Fair. Was there anything else you wanted us to discuss today? <laughs> so when do you think you are ready? Because we go through, obviously the thousands of people we've coached, I'm going to be asking Emily this, like, because you can coach them online, you can coach them online, but when are they ever truly ready? Because we have people who like go years just floating through, or people who fall off, people who come back, blah, blah, blah. And it takes for them, I mean, we generally find when they're in the 50s, it's when they're finally truly ready. Just when they, it depends if they stop. If they stop losing weight or whatever, and they've not, if I give them a set plan and I know it's right, and the, what they should lose projected roughly and say they gained two kilos instead of losing two kilos, I'd know straight away that they were bullshitting and I'd just drop them after, I'd give them a little bit of time, work through it a little bit, obviously, but if they just continuously ignored all the advice, I wouldn't, I'd just say it's not working out part ways. So you don't go... Sort of this is like, I'm not talking like one week, two weeks. I mean like a few months. I'll give them a little while. I know, but you've got to think that some of these people, like when you say they're not ready, sometimes it's like some deep-rooted psychological yeah. shit going on with the nutrition. Like they've got binge eating disorders or they've had disorders with the food in the past and they've got just really bad relationships with food and I think those kind of things can take so long to unpick. I know what you mean, but that's not my client. It's not uh, if I was going that way, I'd be focusing on those kinds of people. That's fair. Yeah, like, if you know your market, you know, know what you want, like, yeah. I also think it's good that if, I think when you know the clients you want to work with, you're more than happy to say, look, uh, I ain't the coach for you, like, you need to go and see this I mean. person. Like, I'd probably, if I had someone, like you just said, where... I thought it was psychological, I'd probably send them to someone that I know, mm -hmm. or say, oh, you need to go to the doctor, like, or a psychologist, or sort this out, because mm -hmm. it's not working between us, yeah. mm -hmm. sort of thing. Send them in the right direction, I wouldn't just say, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I've got to know you so well, Luke, that I can imagine you actually just turn around going, fuck off, I'm not dealing with you anymore. <laughs> No, I think with, uh, with being ready sometimes as well, where Ross said about being in your 50s, I find it scary how many people maybe don't have deep-rooted psychological sort of issues with food and stuff like that, but... I quite like training people in their 50s. They're just not ready in... They're not ready until they're of a certain age because they haven't yet sort of... When you're 25 and you're overweight... And you're just getting yeah. pissed every weekend. It doesn't really click how much of an impact it is going to have whereas when you're sort of 45 50 55 you think oh fuck yeah. 
I'm going downhill fast here and I need to sort it out. Yeah, you can't, can't walk up the stairs without being out of breath. Your knees start hurting because you can't move right and all that sort of stuff. All them long term that you don't think about, like you say, when you're 20, sort of come and bite you on the arse, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you go, oh shit, I best do something about that. It is. Do you think it's, it's sort of similar to the whole delayed gratification thing, really? Like, you never think to yourself, oh, if I just wait and have that further down the line, it would be a better option. It's like when people are 25 and they're doing stuff to the bodies and the thing, they don't, they don't think that far ahead. Yeah. Like, people don't think that far ahead anymore, do they? No. Wait, anymore. Have they just ever? ever? No, you, like... You think about what you can get now. Like, that's just what people do. Unless you're thinking about, like... I mean, obviously, you used to work in the financial world. People who invest money think long-term. Yeah. Is that the only point at which anyone... Is, is that the only thing that anyone ever thinks long-term for anymore? Money? But Kids. Yeah. And even money. There's most, like... The people who do well think long term, mm -hmm. but them, that's only 10%. 90, they're, they're, they're the ones you see. 90% of people are like trying to time the market, trying to like catch a break and sort mm -hmm. of invest in this company that'll do mint, but don't do anything because they've just bombed out. Like most people are still short term. Mm -hmm. It's just the ones that do well are the ones that just let it sit and grow. Yeah. You know, like. And they're the ones you see. Look at like the stocks and that back in the internet took off. Yeah. What was it? Pe not many people bought Amazon. Aye. And then there was thousands of URLs they could have picked. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> it was only so when he got lucky and got. Yeah. Like the trying to, from a finance point of view, trying to time it and get the right stock is just. You might as well just throw a load of dice on the floor and see what comes up. Mm -hmm. Like, you. There is all the research you can do. Most hedge fund managers just about beat the, the market. Like, they get like 1% more. Mm -hmm. They're not making massive returns on funds and stuff, you know? So even in that sector, most people, most average people are thinking short term. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I can make myself a millionaire overnight, or Bitcoin, or I'll make us a millionaire. I they did, but how many have fell off? Yeah. You know what I mean? Even Bitcoin was a gamble, wasn't it? There yeah. was three or four of them. It's a gamble, yeah, exactly. How many have fell off? How many people have lost money on? There's like two new ones recently. Yeah. Because right. I always think, like, you know, I've seen people in the past referring to their health and, and, like, in all these different ways, they refer to different things as money because people understand money better. Like, when you're talking about your calorie intake and you say, like, what do you spend your money on? You need, like... If you were budgeting for a month and if you're decent with your wages, you'll make sure your mortgage is paid so you've got a roof over your head, you've got enough money for your bills, you've got enough money for food, and then you'll keep the rest for your fucking weekends. And people who correlate that with the calories, like they will get the protein in, they'll get the decent nutrients in, and they'll have a bit for a bit shit at the weekend, yeah. but like a little bit not putting them in debt, <laughs> because yeah. then obviously that's where they put weight on. And I think, like you say, that's a really good analogy because everyone's got to deal with money. Yeah. And if you so, think about it that way. <laughs> if you think about what you just said, like treating it the same as going out on the piss. Because mm -hmm. yeah, if you think about it, right, obviously we have just said that. 
do you think you could actually look at people and say, I know how you manage your monthly budget? Yeah. <laughs> because if they're overweight, then they clearly they piss the money up the wall on the weekends, on the takeaways and the fucking alcohol and the whatever else. Probably a correlation. Because <laughs> like, you've probably got there, if you're saying overweight person is more driven by your short-term gains, mm-hmm. there's probably that also overlaps into your money yeah. or anything else that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's necessarily a cause. I don't know if there's a link, but yeah. Be interesting. Like, yeah. Impulsive. Impulsiveness. Impulsiveness. <laughs> yeah. Impulsiveness and your dopamine thresholds and stuff like that can mm. make a massive difference. So, yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. One more question. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if you can hear, so you've had your ideal client, but they are falling off. Yeah. And they aren't ready, but you still want to try and coach them. What's the one piece of advice you would give to that person? Josh, Luke, Sarah, Josh first. That's really hard, that. Because it would entirely depend on the client himself. Because, like, it's a case of working out why they fell off, why they were doing it in the first place, and whether or not that's still a priority. Like, you know what I mean? It depends on... The client himself, really. I don't know. No. So what? What? But if you could give them one piece of advice on not to try not to fall off, or to say that you're not ready yet, but here's what. The most common one, I think, for most people, is people fall off because they go balls to the wall hard, and I'm gonna lick a chicken breast and <laughs> sniff an apple for me dinner and I'll, lo- I'll lose eight stone by the time of, of, by tonight. Like, people go hard as fuck with that. What you actually need to do is chill out and lose, essentially eat as much as possible and lose it as sustainably as possible. For, like, that's what I think, anyway. Like, so in, in the losing weight scenario, you know, like, dial it down, relax a little bit and it'll be sustainable and you'll do it for the rest of your life rather than trying to do it all in three weeks or, you know what I mean? Luke? I've had it before where, like, I had a girl and she wouldn't lose any weight. I could tell she wasn't following the diet plan, going out on the piss every weekend. I just switched it. I said, track your food, aim for maintenance, focus on your training, it was a performance. I'll not say what, because it'll give them away. <laughs> but uh, I just said, focus on the performance goal over the weight loss. Stop thinking of the number on the scale and just enjoy training. There's no need to constantly want to lose weight and get down. And that's what you did. And then I give her plans. I think we parted ways. But then everything else falls into place mm-hmm. if you. Like the scale can be a massive. She's still in, she's still in good shape now, so yeah. especially for women, they have a number in their head and they think, "I feel good at that weight." Yeah, and it just but, becomes a fucking pain in the ass. But if you turn around and say, "Fall in love with the process," fall in love with eating right, feeling your body, fall in love with training, everything else will fall into place anyway. Get enough sleep, all the the simple shit. But most people don't like training. 
find something that you hate the least. Because uh, I can't remember who said it. John Goodman or someone said, like, you might not like training, but a, a training might be hard, but it's a hell of a lot easier than not training and being fucked when you're 50. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, a life of not training is harder than sticking in an hour or two in the gym a couple of times a week, you know what I mean? It's my turn now, isn't it? <laughs> you see, Ross asked us a sort of sim it's very, very similar to the question you asked on, on our little pilot crack. Um, because I suppose mine would be very, very similar to your two responses, but again, it's very, very individual to the person. It is about finding something that fucking lights your fire and knowing that that's what it is that makes you happy, you enjoy doing it, whether it's walking for miles, whether it's swimming, whether it's a group session, whether it's weightlifting, whatever it is, like you've got to find that thing that's a spark. But I always worry that in giving someone that advice, sometimes they'll end up being fucking gym bunnies, like, like, like not as in gym, gym bunnies, but like hopping from fucking one thing to another to another and never getting anywhere. Hmm. I think I'd probably just give them a book. <laughs> I'd just give them a book to read and say, like, read that. Think about it. Which book? Atomic Habits. That's always my starting point. Always my starting point. But anything, anything that's going to get them thinking. I think that's also a problem. People don't think enough about what it is that they truly want and they don't think enough about the effects and you know what I think I'm starting to get a little bit more brutally honest in me responses to people and saying wait look when you started you said this this was what you wanted this is what's happening if you continue fucking about and falling off you ain't gonna get that and I, it's brutal but go to the truthful I go to the the, the weight lo the weight loss to conceive I mean, there's weight gain to conceive as well, but that's a completely different story. People being told, oh, you need IVF, but you need to lose weight first. And sometimes they don't lose the weight to then get the IVF and say, look, if you really, really, really want this to happen, yeah. you need to put the work in. And I think sometimes it's a reality check of, it's not just gonna fucking happen overnight. You have to put the graft in to get that end goal. And if that end goal is so important like that, then, You'll do it. Yeah. I think sometimes people just need to be told. As brutal as that sounds. The harsh nice. reality check, it's, it's a fact yeah. though, isn't it? Like, get the cane. It's like the same, it's, a, it's the same on the other side of the coin. Get the cane. Get the cane. <laughs> I think it's figuring out whether they want the rod or the carrot in it. Some people like the softly, softly. And sometimes the softly, softly doesn't work so far and you have to say, look, I fucking sort your shit out, will you? That goes into the whole premise of coaching. Like, you know what I mean? That's why we do what we do. Mm. Like, no two people are the same. You've got to approach them differently. It's a fucking hard balance to find sometimes because you never ever want to upset someone. No. But at the same time, if you don't occasionally potentially upset them, you're never going to get them to reach where they want to get to. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. That's it. Done. Oh, this 
just killed yeah. my back. Jeez.